Um, yeah, well, cool. Welcome, guys. New episode three. We've made it three episodes. New spot, too. Yes, updated spot. Yeah. Um, did you notice that CrossFit changed its name to CrossFit Sport on Instagram? What? No. No. So I'm going to check right now. It's just a new thing. That's interesting. Oh. This is the CrossFit HQ, not the CrossFit Games or anything. So it's so it's not the CrossFit interesting. Games page. Instagram is now called CrossFit Sport. Maybe they're trying to differ- differentiate between CrossFit the Sport and CrossFit the, the Affiliate. Games? No? You know? Like CrossFit Affiliates versus CrossFit Sport. I would have thought they would have gone CrossFit HQ or CrossFit yeah, Health. Interesting. And then CrossFit Games just stays CrossFit Games because yeah. they have that that one already, right? Yeah, wow. CrossFit Sport, eh? Hmm. I wonder if you've got such a big following like CrossFit would have, if you can like save the name CrossFit, so you it change your taken. username. Bloody train. Yeah, I wonder how that's gonna hold up. This is the most important part of the podcast right now. <laughs> and now it's over. So how do you like that? Yeah, you guys missed Last it. week was dogs and Liam tapping. Yeah. This week's it's trains. Yeah. I've been I've been put on this side of the box so I can stop touching the box. That'll be <laughs> That'll keep things interesting, them bloody freight trains. That's yeah. alright, we'll just it'll give us a minute to think about what we're saying, you know? Um yeah, so I, I would have thought they would have like lent more towards like away from sport, mm. but that's interesting. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, but um, I also wonder with like someone that says have have like five or six or ten or a hundred thousand followers on Instagram or anything, if you posted something and your notifications were on, would your phone blow up? Yes, it does. Yes, like hundred percent. They'd, no, they'd, they'd, they'd have to turn it off. And I wonder if they have like new, or like different features to normal common folk, with like filtering through things. And I don't it's like, think so. I've seen maybe like oh, everyone with a, a check mark might show up at the top, or you know, like because if you're getting like five thousand comments on something, yeah. and you need to sift through that. So usually on the on the comment section, the the comments with the most like likes and interaction uh, end up at the top of the comment section. So usually if a famous person replies to a fa- another famous person on their post it ends up at the top because it's got so many likes and yeah. comments on it already so um i mean at least that's yeah i've always I just wondered how it. people like would deal with a very i actually watched a account. video of billy eilish after she posted something and it's just a video of her phone just like just scroll like she's scrolling for like three minutes off all these notifications that's on her phone it's insane hmm. no i cannot i'm not too jealous much for me. <laughs> turn yeah. it off i don't need that in my yeah life. yeah i i don't get that many notifications <laughs> Oh, I get enough, but it's all spam. Oh, everyone get... I got I three heaps. phone calls yesterday from a phone number that is one digit different to mine. And every time I answer it, the guy's like, why'd you call me? Because it's some random guy. I don't know what's going on. It's a guy and his number is calling me, but he thinks my number is calling him. What? Yeah, it's very strange. So weird. Yeah. I just get heaps of um, DMs of like sex chats on my Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you haven't gotten text messages or anything? No, Come I get on, occasion- silence, Gregory. Silence. I get the occasional phone call. I get the occasional phone call, but never text messages or anything. Uh, over the last month, mm. I get five a day. What? Yeah, since I started signing in places. Mm. Mm. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Continue, yes. guys. Yes, continue. Greg's got some important things. To do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about this week, hey? Yeah. This yeah. week's been good. Um, let's go to Monday. Monday. What did we do Monday? We just mixed things up a little bit. Oh, that's the back right. Squats and the extra work so that's everyone right. could get them um, into some uh, sweaty, a sweaty mess on Monday. So mm. we did our cu- um, interval stuff. We had their meg- negative splits of a thousand meters on each machine. Delicious. Two minutes rest between. Oh no, it was uh, no, work it was rest. One to one. One to one. Yep. Mm. And then we did our, this looked pretty hard, the three sets of handstand push-ups, mm-hmm. but it was at 50%. Yeah. So I saw a lot of people start to really struggle with this, but if you think about it, that's a, a lot more volume than what they were hitting for their AMRAP score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 100, 150% of what the five-minute AMRAP was. Yeah, wow. We've, that's been the same every week, but this time it's in bigger sets. So every week we've been doing 150%. So the... The EMOMs have over ended the time, up, it ends up over, over the 10 minutes yep. it ends up being, but it's always been smaller sets. And mm. this is the first time where it's like, hey, a big chunk, do 20 mm. or whatever it was. Um, and some people paced it really well and actually found it pretty easy. But then others also obviously went out and did like their first set of 20 unbroken. And then their last set, like doing ones, ones. maybe half reps at a time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of briefed that one, uh, telling people to... I mean, the goal is to try and do that set quickly, mm-hmm. but I was telling them the whole point of this whole program is to build capacity. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, go out with a big set. Yep. And like, even if it doesn't pay out on the mm-hmm. third set, at least you gave it a good crack and you're, you're building them big sets in confidence from the start. Mm. And 100%. some people did that. The first set was good. Second set was starting to break apart. Third set was like down to singles, but don't start with singles because mm-hmm. your goal is to do bigger sets I think at the end of this program. Yeah. I think that was... I really personally enjoyed that for that reason because with the EMOMs you have a time constraint on like you have to get this many reps done every minute where with this one it was like hey you can take as long as you like like yes you want to be as fast as you can but it gives you an opportunity to use a different scaling option like actually get upside down instead of using the the dumbbells or go a little bit faster with bigger sets than you would normally do because Mm. it's like, oh, I don't have to do another set in 40 seconds time. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point. And then next week we go back to the the EMOM style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I I like that. I had a lot of people were coming in for their back squats afterwards as well. Yeah. Yeah. Getting them done, getting them all done. Yeah, I think we, as Greg said, wanted to give give those people... Oh, just give those people that... Uh, aren't as excited about back squatting every Monday a chance to do some something sweaty yeah. and then the people who wanted to back squat could still back squat so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, no but it's fantastic. like good to yeah. see that mm-hmm. there were people still still coming like, in yeah. staying excited. on top of it yeah, was... and actually getting them done yeah you so really many... see a lot of improvements by squatting heavy at least once twice a week mm-hmm. yeah um, let's move on to the shit sandwich on Tuesday Tuesday was awesome so mm-hmm. 21.15.9 Rest four minutes, then nine, fifteen, twenty-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three or four weeks ago, we did it uh, with dumbbells. This time, we're doing it with a barbell to give mm-hmm. you that false sense of security. Maybe you can go a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And from the feedback, everyone was saying that they were expecting it to be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, that last set of like fifteen and twenty-one was you yeah. know pretty challenging on the burpees, but. Uh, yeah, everyone had a good good dig at that one, and the four minutes rest allowed that intensity to yeah. stay pretty high. I've- I felt the same when I did it. I was like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Mm. 
I think so I deliberately tried to go slower on that first set of 2159 yeah. mm. and then ended up actually going the same pace so yeah. like tried to go slow but because the barbell is a little faster than the dumbbells ended up being the same pace as the as with the dumbbell what was the difference between like when you did the 2159 barbell burpees mm. versus your 2159 dumbbell burpees the first round did you do a similar time or exactly the same i did three minutes and 10 seconds for both really yeah, yeah it was mm. the same interesting um, for most people um because of the way i briefed it it was a little bit slower with the barbell because yeah. they were a little nervous about the 15 and the 21 but towards the end of the day i was just telling people like four yeah. minutes is enough rest you'll be fine just go and yeah. then try and use that nine and 15 on the back end to prepare yourself for the 21 because i think that's where most people kind of fell apart hey it was on the on the 21 hang power cleans at the oh, end oh yeah yeah like there were people on track to get like a sub 11 minute time and then they get to those last 21 hang power cleans and, and they the do seven burpees, and they're like oh, yeah. i can't because mm. at least the 21 burpees you can just black out and do 21 burpees yeah with the hang powers it's like oh i can't hold on to the bar anymore um, my hands yeah. no longer yeah. work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, um, don't laugh, <laughs> we had one of the girls, Joe, on Tuesday night, first RX workout. So exciting. I saw the comment on, um, yeah. I spoke to her about really, it last really night good. as well. She's super excited mm. about it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. She was hoping to get cut off though. No. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to let that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she was. Oh, and then this next one we can talk about this. Yeah. On Wednesday, we did a cool chipper. So it was 30 pull-ups, 40 wobble shots, 50 box jumps. 10 clusters at 85 kilos for guys, 60 for ladies, then back mm. down of 50, 40, 30. When I was uh, talking about this, because Monday was kind of fresh in everyone's head a little bit, I was telling them, hey, remember them negative splits we were doing? Try and have a bit of a sense of that in this workout. Mm -hmm. So if you have a bit of a, you know, like maybe don't blow your load on the first two yeah. minutes of this workout, mm -hmm. you might have some energy left for the second set of box jumps, which is probably where everyone really started to struggle. Um, so I was just kind of, um, linking Monday and Wednesday to, together and mm -hmm. like having these negative splits allow you to become a smarter athlete so try and have that sense you might not go faster on the back end of this workout but at least mm -hmm. you have that intention when you started and strong. maybe don't do the 30 pull-ups unbroken yeah. or maybe don't you know like yeah 100% because that's the, the point start. of the chipper right is to chip away keep moving there's no point going fast and then like doing the pull-ups unbroken and doing sets of five on the wall balls yeah well that was what I had in my head when I did the same thing I was like you could probably do the first set 30, 40, 50, yeah. unbroken, no problems. And then it's like, okay, well, the cluster weight was fine for me, yeah. but it was always going to be the box jumps and then the, the box wall jumps balls and the, the wall back. balls. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm pretty solid at pull ups, but I know that another 40 wall balls before my last 30 yeah. is probably mm -hmm. going to feel funky. 100%. So mm -hmm. I did that same thing. I kind of broke strategically from the start. Yeah. Could I have gone faster? Yes, especially yeah. on that last round. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I moved at a consistent pace through the entire thing. Yeah. And that was... That was, well, that's the goal, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think I really liked you know, implementing that like pretty aggressive time cap on that workout. Mm. Like at 18 minutes, I think over 50% of the gym didn't finish yeah. the whole chipper. And I think that was good in a, way, in a sense because it kind of adds urgency to the chipper. Like a chipper is like if you have no time cap on a chipper or a 40 minute time cap yeah. and people are like, oh, I'll, I'll it. get it done. So don't worry about it. Don't have to go fast. And yeah. it kind of just added a little bit of sense of urgency, especially on that 50 and 40 on the way back up. Mm. And I just thought deliberately to try and make people just send it a little harder. Cause the people who are going to go fast, are going to go fast regardless. But then the people who are usually around that time cap are forced to just 
go a little harder. I saw an absolutely awesome performance by Jojo's partner, mm. um, Jono. Jono. He, uh, he kind of has been struggling with his pull-ups, linking them together recently, and we nailed it in the warm-up. Um, and he finished the workout with two seconds to go. Amazing. RX. So good. So RX clusters, Wait. RX pull-ups, um, just looked like the absolute man on the way down. Mm. Just like looked super confident. And he's a big, strong dude, so those clusters looked amazing. And then on the way back, I think he had 17 pull-ups left to do with a minute before the time cap. He just made and just clutched go. it. So, yeah. yeah, clutched it. It was awesome. Yeah, so good. really. Good, fa- good good, family week for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the contrast between like the really sort of easy movements leading into that very heavy cluster. Mm-hmm. It's a very heavy weight. I saw uh, people, Josh yeah. Wright do 85 kilos, and mm. you know the first two reps were like, he was questioning himself, like, mm-hmm. fuck, this is really heavy. Mm-hmm. But just kept at it, used the clock, mm-hmm. tried to go every, like, 20 or 30 seconds. Found it got better through it as well. Yeah. And that's what I said to everyone. I said, choose a weight that's going to be challenging, but you can do one rep every mm-hmm. 20 to 30 seconds and stay consistent. Like, don't yeah. just go light because you want to get it done in the time cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, actually challenge yourself with that weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was good. It was really impressive yeah. to see everybody do that. <laughs> uh, Stuart impressed me as well. He did mm-hmm. 60 kilos. and. He, uh, he, was, he was hurting, but he got through it. Um, let's go for today. Mm. Thursday. Thursday. Um, I don't have it up on Evernote. Yes, so today we've got three eight-minute AMRAPs with a two-minute rest in between each one mm. in pairs. So um, partner one is the pace setter. Pace setter will do a 100-meter farmer's carry and a 50-meter dead ball carry. And partner two is doing max calories on a machine. Um, just kind of like a good, a good way to to move uh, without just sitting on a machine for for forty five minutes. minutes. Mm. Um, the hardest part, I think, having watched it this morning, is the the farmers carries. Um, they just get hard. Your yeah. forearms get tired and uh, start putting it down, and that makes your uh, partner work for longer on the machine. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just good fun to watch. And how many rounds were they getting? Uh, so a rotations? round was probably taking just like depending on the the pair, but like probably two minutes per round so they were getting through two rounds yeah. each ish uh in, in an eight minute amrap yeah um yeah so pretty straightforward but i think it's a really good recovery day i think even with the lack of back squats in the class on monday people are feeling pretty beat up after that workout yesterday yeah definitely uh, trying to do those um those extras after that eight that uh that chipper like the hip extensions and so on mm. um People were just like it's like zombies walking around the gym. Uh, I think people were pretty thankful for a bit of a recovery day today before some action again tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Speaking tomorrow? of which, tomorrow we've got some Olympic lifting, so we're going to go five sets of two uh, power snatch. Oh, seventy-five percent. Power snatch. Yes, every Friday. Oh, snatchy yeah. snatch. Yeah, seventy-five percent. So it's still not uh, like it's not heavy, but super heavy yet. I think it's that's kind of what. I'm I'm enjoying at the moment is hitting those uh, lower like it's funny because if you're doing if you're doing back squats you're like oh 75 percent's heavy and then mm. suddenly snatches you're like oh I want to snatch 90 percent like come on all like, the no. time yeah um, but uh, that's what stops that like, gets you better number one and number two also like stops injuries mm. like, I always say between 60 and 80 percent is where all the magic yeah happens. that is correct yeah and that's where we're spending most of our time at the moment and I th- just the the gains I'm seeing from people the just consistency. movement wise mm. and um, like the other day, I went up to someone. I was like, "Okay, I think it's time for you to just just up your number you're working off a little bit." Yeah. Because I think it's been three years since you've 
tested tested properly like uh, actually done a uh, like a, a olympic lifting section and then yeah. like tested your clean so let's let's just up your percentage by three or four kilos and see how that feels and yeah anyway and it's what good. are what are some things that people should be walking into this session thinking about for like something that's not max effort snatch and they've done it so consistently mm-hmm. over the past couple of weeks and yep. kind of easy to fall into that habit of being a coach as well being like oh well Same you know what to do yeah mm-hmm. but like how can you, you know, get them to start thinking about some some very specific things to help improve for Well, this same week? thing for the power cleans every week. I I I feel like it's hard to not feel like a broken record mm-hmm. because it's the same things apply mm-hmm. every single time. We're not trying to change anything. Mm-hmm. We're trying to have a focus on our technique. What are your feet doing? Are you using your legs? Mm-hmm. Like being actually aware of what your body is doing during that movement and not just going, my hands are on the bar, get it overhead. Mm-hmm. It's like actually breaking that process down. So having that athletic stance when you catch, being solid in your catch, mm-hmm. holding it. Like don't rush to stand up, hold that catch, be solid there. You know, yeah. feeling all of those different positions and not trying to just rush yeah. your way through everything. Personally for me, I've been obviously all those same things, but every week as as a coach, as I'm coaching the class, I pick one of them to pick on people. Be yeah. like, today I'm gonna be super specific about the pause and the catch. Mm next week okay today i'm going to be super specific about feet moving Mm. and not being too wide in your catch next week oh catch a little bit lower like a low power not a full uh, not a super high power yeah yeah exactly so like you're still in your brief talking about the whole but then as you're walking around you're being you're being more specific about uh one thing from week yeah, 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 I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been kind of like playing with that theme of with the power snatch. I think, you know, people have power snatched in the past, so they know how to power snatch, yeah. but they kind of think because it's a power snatch, not a squat snatch, that they don't have to be as fast under the bar, yeah. but I'd almost think that you need to be faster. faster. Mm-hmm. Bar needs to travel higher, mm-hmm. but I see a lot of people kind of catching in this like, sort of just like a bit of a bladed stance yeah. or, you know, kind of like a very soft athletic position. So mm-hmm. I, I tell people to, do a power, do a squat snatch without squatting. Yeah, and 100%. that will it, it just flings mm-hmm. up. Mm. So, um, mm-hmm. so that that's you know I think that's the difference between these beginner and intermediate athletes to a really a, you know more towards an advanced power uh, snatch um, is to get people to get under the bar really fast in the power and to um, link them two together. You know, being aggressive off the ground but being confident under that bar. We've got, um, you can walk us through this one, 100 overhead squats with Fran weight, mm-hmm. um, but you're only working a minute at a time. You rest two minutes. You've got to get through 100 overhead squats, but you've got to buy in every minute with 50 double unders. Yeah. So I'm so assuming is, like 30 seconds worth of... Yeah. So like, yeah, if you're going fast on the double unders, you're getting 35 seconds of like rope down approach the bar and then 30 seconds worth of overhead squatting so it's very similar to that workout we did well, we two did, weeks ago with the box jump overs we don't do we do this one i've done this one i did it in lockdown jordan yeah, i did it correct. yeah yeah, I yeah. so one. i did yeah. it i did it with jordan when we, the gym was closed we, mm, we did that was fun workout. that one yeah so i thought I'd, I'd sneak it in there and have you guys do it as well um yeah so uh, similar to the box jump over one where we got accumulated the 100 box jumps cardio to start with and then just 
get on that bar and mm. work for the entirety of the time and do not put it down. Mm. Um, I think the, the key to a, a well-executed workout today is execution, yeah? Mm. Like concentrating on going unbroken on your double unders is more important than going fast on your double unders. Concentrating on squat snatching and just staying consistent with your, with your overhead squat is more important than going fast because going fast I means you do four really fast and then you're like, have Ball one that goes forward and you'll go for a walk and so like it's pushing that line of speed and consistency and I think it's something really cool to practice like I didn't find this workout overly um, difficult like the Wednesday or, or, or Tuesday one where it just leaves you on your back out of breath completely because you're only working for a third of the time yeah. but I've really a different kind of challenge in terms of pushing your skill mm. level rather than pushing your, your and cardio very much ability. promotes yeah technique and yeah. uh, efficiency on the rope as well because mm-hmm. if 50 double unders gas you yeah mm-hmm. or you're you know jumping too aggressively then you're in for a fun time yeah yeah definitely so i think we kind of lent towards you know maybe 30 seconds of double under attempts mm-hmm. or you know how many are you doing in 30 seconds let's just leave it there for the yeah, next I, couple rounds i think if you're not doing any double unders like consistently if you're doing a, a one and then tripping and then a one and then tripping it is important to kind of keep the integrity of the workout in terms of having doing the overhead squats under fatigue so if the double unders are that hard for you that you're actually not even getting out of breath just hop on a machine and do some calories yep. i think is going to be the best option yeah mm-hmm. yeah sick um on saturday talk us through it we got teams of two so we're going to do 100 burpees 200 dumbbell snatches 300 sit-ups 200 dumbbell lunges and 100 push-ups in your pairs, I work for 30 seconds and my partner works for 30 seconds until you get the work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Um, obviously, I, I feel like most people are going to get the sense that we're working on a bit of a interval-style theme for the last couple of weeks. Yep. And um, I think we all know the power of intervals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go out really hot, then you rest. It's almost like doing reps, reps for, your, for your heart and your metabolic conditioning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I mean that's that's why we're doing it if anyone wants to know but that's not to say that we don't you know do our like Wednesday for example we still do our longer you know 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. of just like continuous moving um, to me that's kind of like the application but um, this is training even though they're simple movements training is just mm-hmm. work rest work rest work rest correct and I think then apply that to your sport that's you see this fad in the world at the moment so everyone's doing hit high intensity interval training but the reason they're doing everyone's doing it is because it freaking works yeah so like working hard for 30 seconds and resting for 30 seconds is not a bad thing yeah it, 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 that's where the results are is in that uh, high intensity stuff and that that doesn't mean that long grindy workouts are not uh, not important as well but um i think where where a lot of the fitness is pushing your threshold that red line well i was about to say i feel like you when you do a lot of that interval training you go to a longer mm-hmm. grindy workout and you're like oh i'm oh, so used fine. to yeah. being like up here At 190 beats per minute now here yeah. is like <laughs> yeah. cruisy you yeah 100 and that's that sure. that crossover benefit yeah. you get yeah. so there are a lot of you know yes it is a fad and there's there's so many different styles of uh gyms out there and you know sport and coaches like off the top of your head what do you think makes a good coach compared to just like maybe a trainer or you know someone that can make people sweat like what what separates a good coach from 
the rest of the field? Being able to communicate, yeah. I think, like, not just, like, with people personally, but being able to communicate, like, and give direction for, mm-hmm. you know, a workout, a movement, <coughs> understanding all of those things, but yeah. knowing that everybody kind of responds to them Something differently. differently, yeah. And being able to apply that individually to that person. 100%. I genuinely think that communication is nearly more important than, like, floor spotting. Mm. Nearly. Mm. Um, obviously, there's uh, different things that are, have different importances to being a coach. Like, floor spotting is important. Being able to give correct cues is important. But knowing how to relate it. a different cue for different people. Like, mm. some people respond really well to, hey, pull your knees back. And like, oh, just like this. Cool, great. Some people are like, I don't know where my <laughs> knees are. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have to show them or put them in the right position or whatever. But it's, uh, I think that is what yeah. makes a good coach is like being able to adjust how you uh, communicate. Communicate. With them. To funny everyone. you say the word communication. That doesn't mean say saying yeah. it. No. Um, a good coach can like give you a head nod mm-hmm. and you know what they're talking about because yeah. you've had that you know a relationship yeah. mm-hmm. it could be mm-hmm. like a gesture it can be like a visual thing uh, it can be one word it can be a whole sentence yeah, yeah. so that's that's pretty cool um, I, I usually find it's not a whole sentence yeah. <laughs> no no yeah. I mean but over over yeah. the years you coach someone it can mm-hmm. be days worth yeah. of talking mm-hmm. but the relationship gets so um, efficient that you can yeah, just you're like, like yeah you're yeah. like yeah you, you know do yeah. that thing yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you and you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll do yeah. it better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think a big one is also um, being selfless as a coach. Mm. And um, you see a lot of people, like, coaching for them is all about them looking like a coach mm-hmm. and them acting and sounding like a coach and them taking praise for everything that they do. their athletes are doing. And mm. it's kind of like, this is because I did this, you mm-hmm. know, like, whereas you've got to let that person shine and, you know, you've got to like celebrate them and don't just talk about how good your coaching cues yeah, were yeah. Or, no, or this and that. Mm-hmm. Coaching isn't about you whatsoever. It should be about the person in front of you and it should yeah. be about their progress. Agreed. Yeah. I always say, like, when people are like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did You're all the, the hard one work. That did yeah. it. Like, I'm just here for uh, the ride. Yeah, I just, was, uh, <laughs> I'm just, just helping. It. I'm just being part of it. Yeah. Like, I just want to be in the background. Yeah, good job. And yeah. uh, and what got you guys interested in even wanting to go down that avenue? Well, I think it was that. Like, I always say, I feel like my my motive behind being a coach is quite selfish because it's seeing other people do things that they hadn't done or didn't think they could do Mm. or you know just getting to that next kind of stage in their training and seeing how happy it makes them that's genuinely what makes me really happy Mm. and like being able to watch that person grow and develop and change like (coughs) their progress is what makes me feel like motivated to be a better coach Mm. and to continue to be you know doing what I'm doing yeah I think that's it for me as well um, along with the fact that like natural playing sport growing up just yeah. had naturally like good at picking things up so I was like oh I picked this up this way so I kind of feel like I can help others help others pick it up easier because it was a process or not well I like oh I felt it this way so I can actually describe what it feels yeah. like to someone you've else. done it yourself yeah and so that process has mm-hmm. enabled you to be able to help other yeah, people. Hundred percent. I think in the end, it was mo- most just like, ah, oh, I'm good at communicating with people. I like talking, <laughs> so yeah. it was something that came naturally to me was to kind of 
go in the in the helping people area of, yeah. of, of stuff well me personally I feel like I might have been in the uh, starting point like a lot of other people where I was in it for myself mm-hmm. and I wasn't in it for other people and I learned very quickly to change my tune because I'm not gonna last mm. and I you know I feel like it's pretty rare for people to go in being a good coach that no one walks in being a good coach and like I was just like you know I'm just in it to make some money and do this and do that <laughs> and have freedom with my time yeah, and my right. work that's and how it works right <laughs> yeah no it, it I'm not working all the time it was a big um, <laughs> big slap in the face quite quickly mm. um, and then you've got to learn you know I, I needed to learn to to be less selfish um, and that you know that took time um, but I'm glad I had to go through that um, so. Going back to when you guys first did start your coaching, maybe in the first year, like what's one thing that you wish that you knew then then that you do now? Let me I just, that let I you don't, ponder on that. Yeah. And um, we're back. Yeah, I think <coughs> mine was that not that I thought I knew everything, but I thought I knew a lot, mm. and I didn't. And What's it, it called, Greg? Your continuum that you like to talk about? My continuum. The, the knowledge, oh, yes. confidence the, um, continuum, mm. or whatever it was. The Dunning-Kruger effect. That's the one. What's that? It's where at the start you don't know a lot, but you feel like you know a lot. And then as you go along, you'll realize, actually, I don't know a lot. There's so many things. You end up knowing more things, but you're less confident about it. Yeah, yeah. People that don't know much are very confident about their something that they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, they'll lie and tell whatever you need to do just just to seem like they know exactly what they're talking Mm -hmm. about. And then when you get sort of shown up, you're like, holy shit, I actually realize. And some people don't go through this and they just keep going, fake it till they make it. You know, but people get to a point where they're like, wait, wait a second, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And then they they want to stay in this industry, mm. that's fine. But then they do this massive dip and they realize that they know nothing. Yeah. And a true master of anything will have to go through that. And then by the time they start to actually like get some real knowledge, they're still not at a confidence that these new people are. Yeah. Mm but they know more than anyone. Yeah. And yeah, the more you um, don't know want to be a master at something, the, the more you think you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I think that was probably, not that, yeah, not that I thought I knew everything, but it was like, it was like just like always, always be asking questions mm-hmm. like about like training and learning and stuff yeah. like that. Like I, I ended up being that person, but there was probably like two or three years there where I was like stuck in my mm-hmm. little world. And it wasn't that I was overly arrogant. I just was complacent. And I was yeah. like, I know stuff. I'll be fine. This is enough mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then I started working with like a mentor and I was like, oh my God, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know nothing. Yeah. Um, so maybe like if I had come in with like a better mentality of like, just keep learning progressively, <laughs> it wouldn't have been this like stagnant three years for me. Yeah. I think, yeah, same, same basic thing. I was a PT for four years before I started coaching CrossFit and I thought I knew everything. Mm. I was like, I know it all. I was like, Greg, hire me now because... I'm the best coach I'm the you're best ever going to have. Ever had. <laughs> Session one, Greg was like, dude, what was that? That was <laughs> average. And I think he sat there with a the clipboard the whole time. And I remember having a conversation with Julie and she was like, 
Oh yeah, when you started, I did not like you. <laughs> you did not know anything. Yeah, you were good one on one, but then you had no idea how to run a class. And I think it, it'll be like that forever. I'll always find that one thing where it's like, always got oh, stuff to improve. this is where I need to improve. This mm. is a big thing for me. It's like yeah. I used to think that being loud meant that I was controlling the room. I'm like, no. You're just screaming at people, mate. Like, <laughs> Why are you down. yelling at me? Yeah, calm down, mate. Like you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like just, yeah. If you, yeah, if you speak in a respectful way, you'll end up getting the respect back. And uh, I just thought it was just loud and yeah. annoying. And, yeah. yeah, I with myself, I think that I used to, even though I'm not like a person that says a lot, I was trying to like verbalize everything mm. where I realized I needed to say less and I needed to you know like do other things maybe mm. I needed to like correct people in a different way mm -hmm. or I didn't need to explain everything like I knew it mm. don't um, try to be someone you're not in the end hey mm. like yeah own own how you are as a person and use that mm. yeah talk less listen more and um, try to fix things with less words yeah mm -hmm. Um, and, and you can hear when people start to ramble and they're, they're talking about the same thing and they start to re repeat themselves. It's like, I get it. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Just like, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. From a coaching point of view or not, from a personal point of view, what is something that people seem to misunderstand about you? Do you want to go first? Mm, someone's gonna have to go. I, need go I feel like Greg's got something he wants yeah. to talk about. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I just, to be honest, I just googled um, podcast questions. <laughs> this, one, this one came up. I think it was number two. <laughs> when all great. else fails, yeah. Google. Google's great. Yeah. Look at that. Mm -hmm. When all else fails. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, me personally, I think um, people misunderstand sometimes like I I know I'm very much a introvert type of person and personality mm. so when I don't say anything people might take that as arrogance or that I don't like them mm. but it's actually I'm just I'm more internal yeah and I'm less dancey prancy and talky and so it's funny who's, who's he talking about I don't, I don't know any dancey prancy no, actually, we actually got a ducks brew review yeah. and it's like coffee's good guy with the beard arrogant <laughs> three stars <laughs> holy shit yeah. people are savage people are horrible you're like you know this is my business yeah I felt like replying back life. saying just, I'm actually just trying my best to Greg's make a good Greg's just job. sitting in Duck's Brew crying <laughs> there, were, there were a few people that came in they were just like super bubbly and like I just I kind of like go into my shell a little bit yeah. uh, I don't want to try and compete with the, the noise pollution mm -hmm. yeah. but that's just me you can go. I, I don't think there is something that I could talk about here. Uh, I don't ever feel misunderstood. I think I, I'm f who I am is fairly on my sleeve, and I feel like if it, it's very rare where people misunderstand who I am as a person. So um, yeah. I don't know. Not not really for me that much. I think um, maybe not so much on a coaching level, but on a personal level, I people. I think I'm actually the opposite of Greg. I think mm. a lot of people think I'm really outgoing, really quite mm -hmm. a like yeah. extrovert, and I'm actually not. I'm a like a really big homebody, and mm. I like 
I'm like cool with quiet time. Mm -hmm. And I think (coughs) I put all of the extrovert parts of me into my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel this the same way. But outside, I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily that person. Like, yeah. Something that actually helped me become a a better coach was my mentor. um, He identified that I was an introvert. Mm. And he, like me, hired people that actually cared about other people and mm. wanted to help and was, you know, didn't ma- matter how much information you actually knew, he would teach you that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to, you know, have that understanding that and you actually want to be a coach and you actually care. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, you know, we had red shirts as well at, at the gym. And he's like, every time you put, like, don't train in your coach's shirt. Mm train and don't have, don't wear a shirt wear your other shirt when you put that coach's shirt on like 10 minutes before the class starts that's kind of like your superman and then when you put it on you're the biggest version of you yeah and that's really stuck with me for a long time so every time like i know my personality and it i hope it shines when i'm coaching mm. when i take my shirt off and no, i go home really i've yeah. i've created so much vibe and i've I've put myself sort of out on the floor that I'm exhausted by the time I finish coaching that I don't personally want to talk to anyone. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of like, I just want to shrivel up because I just gave everything. I yeah. often feel very sorry for my wife. Yeah. Because I get home, I'm like, I don't want to talk about anything. Like, <laughs> there's no way they can hear her. No way. That's very loud. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Turn it up, please. <laughs> this happens to trip be the longest train in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, we're still waiting. Oh, my God. It's um, all right. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I get home and I'm like, I am, I always have been, I love being around people. Mm. And over the last three years especially, I've really noticed that I get home and I'm like, oh, I need some me time. Mm. And uh, uh, the opposite problem to Greg where I, I've needed to, because if I don't, force myself to have some time alone like go to the movies by myself or have a bath or whatever it is if I if I don't spend that time with just myself I get I get to the end of a month and I'm like oh I'm gonna blow my brains out I'm I'm sick you're like like mentally yeah mentally completely fatigued even though that is where I like to be as a person I think but if you if you're there all the time then uh, it's a lot of work it's not possible yeah, I think that's the same mm. thing. It's like, I just know that I give all of those like really extrovert parts of me mm. into my job because, like you said, I care. I want to be yeah. that best version of myself. But then I'll come home, and luckily I have a partner that is a pretty big introvert. Yeah, no, um, not, so, not my case. <laughs> um, you know, so he's totally cool with like a low key vibe at mm. home, which is. You know, I feel like it really I think balances me Most people me do out. feel like that when they finish work, regardless yeah. of the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I even find on days that I have off, I, I've realised that I haven't talked to anyone mm. the whole day. Mm-hmm. I haven't even said a word. We might have the morning off, and then Anne's at work, and then I'm like, she'll get home at like 6 p.m. and I say the first word of my day <laughs> at 6 p.m. It's crazy. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? No. No. I've just googled this fun trivia thing there's 10 questions I thought you guys can like 
combine your scores and we'll see how smart you guys okay. are. Okay. Oh, I mean, I'm happy to jump in because I don't know the answers. Be... I don't know. The, <laughs> I don't know the answers to these either. We hit submit and oh. then we see how. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, awesome. I mean, cool. it's a multiple quiz. So, multiple question choice. one: What yeah. is the fastest land animal? A cheetah. A wolf. Eat a. You. Well, there's a multiple choice. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a cheetah in there. Yeah. Uh, wolf, tiger, cheetah, giraffe. Cheetah. Yeah. Cheetah. Emu. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> emu. <laughs> What's an emu? An emu. I, I know what an emu is. An emu? What's this? Which of these is the fastest fish? Fly. A shark, a flying fish, a tuna, or a sailfish? Sailfish. Sailfish. I'm leaning that way. Alright, what is the fastest bird? Is it a Perigian falcon, a hawk, an eagle, or a stork? Perigian falcon. Well, it sounds fast. Yeah. I'm, I know this answer. Oh. Perigian falcon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, say yeah, it. Like, say it. <laughs> which of these... Imagine I got it wrong. Which of these is the shortest time span? A decade, a millennium, a century, or a dozen years? Decade. Decade. That's a weird question. Which of these is the shortest measurement of length? A centimetre, a metre, an inch, a gram? <laughs> shortest? The short, a centimetre, a metre... An inch, or, an a inch gram. or a gram. A centimetre. A centimetre. Right? Because an One inch is three centimetres. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which of these words best completes this sentence grammatically? Oh, this is not going to work. No, this is bad. <laughs> he fastly dodged the speeding car. Um, he neither of these dodged the speeding car. He either of these dodged the speeding car. He quickly dodged the speeding car. He quickly dodged the speeding he- car. Quickly dodge the speeding car. Which of these most likely takes up the least time? Taking a shower, driving from Los Angeles to New York, reading a novel with at least 300 pages, watching a movie. What? I should have double checked these. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a shower? Maybe, maybe it's a trick question. Maybe driving from Los Angeles to New York's really fast. I don't know American New York. It's yeah, I don't not. Know. <laughs> East Coast and West oh, Coast. I've got no idea where anything. I mean, in the there US could be is. a very short movie out there. No, surely shower. No, yeah. I would say shower. These questions are insane, Gregory. <laughs> what is the shortest sentence in the English language? I am. None of these. A, or go. None of these, I think, is officially... Go. Because there's I'm something... One word? Is one is... word a sentence? Uh, I think... I think maybe there's a rule. You're asking Passion. the wrong person, but there is a rule, and I don't know the rule. Go I could am. be a say, statement. I am. But that's not a sentence, is it? That's not a complete sentence. Yeah, but what makes a complete sentence? That's why I think the other one... Oh, wait. Um, there's, a, there's a full stop after I am and A. There's a... Exclamation point after go, and there's nothing after none of these. F- full like stop? Like, there's no full stop or anything after none of these. I am. I'm going to let you make the decision. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm going with I right. am. Yeah, I think so, because two words, and there's a full stop at the end. Yeah. Of the fault, this is the second We're last gonna question. We're going to get so bullied for this you, Well, no, you're going to go, like, I mean, ask me, like, ask me a question that I would say, I am. Uh, are you going to the shops today? I am. Yeah, but is that just in- how English has developed, or is that an actual sentence? Anyway, whatever. Actual sentence. We'll see. This is the second last question, and I apologize. <laughs> of the following, who it was the shortest U.S. president? Oh, <laughs> William Henry Harrison, James Madison, Abraham Lincoln, or George Washington? Well, wasn't Abraham Lincoln? 
Um, I reckon. I haven't heard of the first two, so it's what, probably Harrison. Like Harrison. That yeah. the, he sounds short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sounds short. All right, last one. Which of the following U.S. presidents served for the shortest amount of time? Wait, what? Of the following, who was the shortest president? Oh, the shortest person. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Which of the following U.S. presidents served the shortest amount of time? That's what I thought that question was. <laughs> um, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, wasn't it? James Madison. Because he The got same shot. people. Lincoln. Lincoln. Let's go with Lincoln. Do you get shot? Yeah. Submit my answer. How many did we get? <laughs> Are we f- uh. fucking dumb? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the cheetah, we got the sailfish, we got the falcon, we got the decade, we got the centimeter. Quickly, yes. Taking a shower, yes. Ooh, go is the shortest <sighs> sentence. That was my I original am. one, that and you, you talked me out of it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, guys, and we should know this that. William Henry Harrison was not the shortest person. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it was James Madison. And unfortunately, Abraham Lincoln was not the shortest amount of time served. It was William Henry Harrison. Oh. Anyway. Well, let's... of the two questions that we got wrong, it was like American We got history. three questions wrong, and I talked you out of one of them. Yeah, well, that was your fault. Talk, <laughs> talk about ending a podcast on an anti-climate. No, yeah. we're not. We're not. Let's, uh, let's just talk about what are you guys looking forward to next week the most um without giving away what next week is too much yeah we'll talk about i can say for myself i know for a fact that i'm looking forward to wednesday the workout you gave sam uh that is that is tuesday's workout i like the workout after so i'm looking forward to that i'm excited to for to see people uh do a Uh, benchmark workout and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I'm going to have to say Tuesday. Tuesday's really got yeah. for me. That's the yeah, Tuesday that, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote Tuesday thinking about Greg. Mm. Hopefully nice. he's back in action on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, all right, that's all I've got to talk about. Hey, guys, we wrap that up in... 45 minutes. 46 minutes and 15 seconds. Excellent. See you next week. Bye. See ya.